This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. Janatul Chowdhury found his way into the digital signer software business out of frustration. Writing his own cloud-based platform because the one he was under contract to use and maintain gave him endless headaches. The Manchester UK software developer wrote the code and is now growing out the functionality and installed footprint of what he and a business partner then launched as Poster Booking, a SaaS digital signage CMS aimed at the small to medium business market. The goal was to produce something that was easy to use and met marketplace needs. One of those big needs was minimal costs, which steered Chowdhury to offering a freemium model. Offering the base platform for free to end users also allowed him to spin up poster booking more quickly because that eliminated a big chunk of work needed to develop a payment gateway. I had a good chat with Chowdhury about his bootstrap startup, his love of coding, and how his business operates when the product is free. All right, uh, Jonathan, thank you for joining me. Can you give me the background on what poster booking is all about yeah what 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 would be your elevator pitch if i asked you that yeah sure um so yeah thank you for having me on your podcast um i love what you're doing for the digital signage industry phenomenal without a doubt um i think i started following you about a year ago on linkedin uh, i'm thinking to myself i'd love to be on your podcast in the near future <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you for making that happen uh, a little background on what poster booking is uh, so poster booking is a free cloud-based SaaS platform for digital signage. We make it really easy to display images, videos, web pages, and other content on any device like tablets, TVs, um, LED screens, and so on um, from your computer or your smartphone. Uh, The platform is and can be white labeled and is available in seven different languages. Uh, so how did we start poster booking? Uh, well, me and my co-founder, Monso, uh, we've known each other for quite a long time now. We've had various startups along the way. Uh, we were managing some screens for the NHS in the south of England. Mm. Uh, and we were using an existing digital signage platform. Uh, but every now and then we used to have some issues and we'd have to travel down there. It was like a six hour round trip. Um, just to like make some changes or if the screen was was down we didn't have any like playback on what's actually happening and um, we'd have to go down there with our laptop keyboard and mouse just because it was like a windows uh, windows machine uh, and, and from that um, we thought yeah let's look at alternatives see uh, what's what there is any cost effective solutions uh, and and it has to work on mobile right mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we're looking through a handful of them and we couldn't find exactly what we're looking for. Like we were looking for a solution that could either be free for a couple of screens so that we didn't have to exactly pay. We don't mind paying for like 
add-ons, etc. If if it, if it benefits us, and uh, something that's solely like usable on mobile. Um, obviously, at the time, I don't think that there were many platforms out there that provided that. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought, like, how hard could this be? Uh, I've I've got a tech background, so I thought, why not give it a crack? And that's how like post booking started. So you're a coder, right? Yes, yeah. Um, I graduated, I think, in 2016 uh, with a software, enge- software engineering degree. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got a quite, a, quite a bit of a background uh, in tech, especially SaaS as well. Right. And you, you're based in the, the Manchester area? Yeah, that's correct. Manchester, England. Right. Uh, when you were servicing this NHA, NHS install and kind of coming to grips with uh, this not being the solution that you needed. Uh, I, I'm curious if you kind of canvassed the marketplace and looked at uh, the options out there because there's a whole bunch of uh, quote-unquote easy-to-use, affordable, all those kinds of terms, CMS software options out there. Did you have pause where you're thinking, okay, I could write something, but there seems to be a lot of this already out there already, or you thought you could do something different? Right, that's a great question. Um, so we did have a look at um, a number of digital signage companies um, as a as a consumer, um, and during that research before forming Post Booking, we thought, yeah, there's certainly a gap in the market, and with obviously my background and our idea of what we actually wanted to do. So I'll, I'll probably get into that shortly. Um, the name Post Booking comes from like. Do you know how you can book posters? So the idea mm-hmm. was to essentially build a platform that allows customers to um, advertise on different screens. So it, it basically gives the power of, of, of customers to open up their screens to other advertisers and generate revenue through that. Um, so we did do quite a bit of a research uh, and we found nothing that's uh, that's completely free and that that helps our with our end goal so we just mm-hmm. thought yeah let's 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 build this platform and see see where it goes and quite frankly it was it was it took off really quick i mean to begin with uh, during covid we launched during covid um it was a bit slow but that that actually helped us um with servicing a couple of a couple of users and building at the same time mm-hmm. I'm curious about a post on LinkedIn that you you put up. Uh, it may, may be where I first came across uh, the, the company name. You, you talked about the five things that you've learned along the way in this journey of building up your company. And I, I, I thought I'd run through those and ask you about them. You, the first thing you said is building a startup isn't easy. Know when to ask for help. Where did that help come from and what kind of help did you need? Yeah, um, so I've been in a lot of uh, companies uh, previously before starting poster booking. So I've been in like SaaS, healthcare, uh, e-commerce and legal tech as well. So I know I know a lot of um, people like say my managers and CEOs, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, so anytime I had like issues, I'd go to them, even with like coding issues or um, I recently spoke to one of the CEOs um, at my first place and he actually gave me some advice uh, on how to go to market, etc. 
So that really helped. Um, and I've got quite a few advisors as well that have been in the industry. Um, and any questions, I don't hesitate to ask. I've even spoken mm-hmm. to um, CEOs in our current industry. Like I've spoke to Mark, I've spoke to uh, Van Vangelis uh, from Yodec and ScreenCloud. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, like I don't, I don't shy away um, if I need something. Obviously, it's definitely good to ask, right? Mm-hmm. You said uh, your second point was perfection doesn't exist, so release the product as soon as possible. I, I, I guess you can do that sort of thing with SaaS, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, to begin with, we probably launched within a couple of months, like, and I was working at the time as well. So I had a full-time job, and during the evenings, etc., I would I would literally code all night, all evening. Um, we launched within a couple of months. So we had a, our first end-to-end solution. Which, which literally allowed customers to create their screens, upload their images, and we had our web player. So it, it was literally the web player. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was wrapped uh, on the app, so like a web frame. Um, so that, that was literally it. Um, and that allowed us to get into market straight away. We didn't have any payment gateways, um, which was probably a, a big, big chunk of development time as well that we saved, um, simply because the software was free at the time. So then you could just layer on uh, functionality and things like payment gateways and so on as 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 the need developed. Uh, absolutely, that's correct. Yeah. You said uh, build a community and allow that community to make suggestions. How when when you describe a community, what do you mean by that, and and what did they guide you on? Yeah. Um, so we uh, in Postbook we've got a community group on WhatsApp. Um, and that's got over like 200 businesses uh, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And every every so often we'll send them a message. It's like a community group where all the businesses in that group, they communicate with each other. If they have any issues, um, they'll, they'll put it on the group and either we'll, we'll reply back to them or if someone else gets there quicker, like another business, they'll reply. So it's very much like a close-knit family. And mm-hmm. say, so say like, um, there, there was recently um, a couple of businesses that wanted a certain feature and we obviously looked at how, how that goes with post-booking, if it's beneficial, and then we actually released it. Uh, there's, a, there's, a num- there's a number of features actually, like say two-factor auth or multi-user or even little tweaks to allow them to miss a few steps. So say from the content management page, upload um, images directly onto their playlist from there so these little things i mean the community is absolutely huge right um we're, we're, we're pretty close to them and our online chat as well so so we don't have like an we, we have an email system as well but when mm-hmm. when someone messages messages us on the website on chat they'll come directly to us so we're, we're pretty hands-on in like every aspect of it i think that really helps a lot is is that community culture uh, unique to what you're doing here, or is that pretty common that, uh, that that's how, uh, if you're running a SaaS platform, it, it's kind of the, one of the things that you do? Well, to be fair, I've not found that to be a common thing. Um, mm-hmm. It does it does really help um, our business staff, especially when you're a startup. Um, yeah. you, you have that communication with 
with the businesses um, they they feel like they're part of the business giving ideas giving given updates like sending images through how they're doing just a, a sense of community i guess yeah and I, and I guess it's important for you and uh who's ever doing your development to, it just gets you a lot closer to the customer definitely yeah and in terms of development it's probably uh, i'm the only one that's doing development on the cms ah okay yeah so we're not we're not we're whatever not people very will big. tell you is useful <laughs> yes definitely and so, sometimes it's like really important like some updates or even if you make a release they'll they'll point it out on the group if there's any like bugs or anything and i'll get there and fix it straight away for over a decade screenfeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed licensed content such as news and weather we handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. Your fourth point was use a freemium model with premium upgrades. I, I assume that the, the upgrades is how you actually make money because you can't make money out of free too easily. Do you need a lot of scale to work at uh, at your licensing costs and any add-on costs? Yeah, um, I'd say most of our uh, customers uh, are SMBs, so say like 90%. And yeah. uh, most of them will have like under 10 screens as well. So it's not, it's not for us right now, it's not all about making a lot of money because we have um, very low overheads um, mm. since since it's like just a couple of people um, and I'm developing it so we don't have any development costs to begin with. Um, so it's not it's not a lot of focus on trying to make a lot of money, but um, with our pro services that we've recently brought out, um, it's literally keeping the lights on as well, like um, with our servers um, and bandwidth usage, etc. It, it really helps with that. So I mm -hmm. guess... Uh, moving forward, uh, we'll probably we'll probably release more pro services and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. do, do you have any sense of uh, how many, uh, like the, a percentage of your user base that that is opting into paid services? Yeah, um, I couldn't really tell off the bat, but we are um, somewhat. Um, cash flow positive um, but obviously we, we put, put all that back into the business um, right. I'd say about 10% 10% uh, are on pro services because some of them are actually what they need to so say like um, we have a bunch of white label users some people want reports some people want want to see if their screens are down so we have downtime alerts uh, via email we also have um, large uploads. So obviously being a free platform, we need to um, try and make some money somehow. So we, mm -hmm. we offer like uh, large uploads, 4K uploads, etc. Uh, and, right. and it does help. And uh, we've, we've seen a massive usage on large uploads and 4K. Hmm. 
Mm, okay. So freemium is is something that's been around for you know twenty years or so in not necessarily in digital signage, but just broadly in uh, you know web based software. Is that a challenge or does it help that uh, the, the the marketplace is kind of assumes that like with uh, Gmail and and products like that that you you can you can get a pretty good service for free and and that therefore particularly for smaller SMB customers that's an expectation. Yeah, um, so I've worked in SaaS before, right? And uh, we we had a freemium model as well, and it did, it did really help. And with us, we've seen a tremendous growth. Um, just like some people like some businesses they won't even consider using digital signage and for us to um have 10 free screens it just allows them to put their foot in the door right um mm-hmm. and customers are really happy um there's been a handful of customers that genuinely didn't believe um, our pricing for the free tier um which was shocking <laughs> well not shocking to be fair um well i think we've all uh downloaded apps and and signed into services only to discover that uh the 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 download is free but to to use it <laughs> costs yeah, money yeah yeah they love uh, in-app purchases right you, you, your final point was most importantly believe in yourself what do you mean by that is it just simply that uh it, to to put in the extra hours uh, in the evening and everything to do this you've you've got to have a lot of belief in this yeah, for sure. Um, like with me, I love coding, right? And um, it's probably like my only hobby right now. And if you ask my wife, she'd probably say I'm glued to the laptop. Um, <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> it's similar to how people um, play video games. I just love mm-hmm. coding and it, it just it's just something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, it's a difficult journey. Um, probably not not for everyone. But um, it it does it does bear fruit. Have have you identified particular vertical markets? Uh, I, I know you said SMB, but d- does it does it tend to be pubs, restaurants, uh, clubs, churches, schools, or all those things? Yeah, we're pretty much open to everyone, really. Um, but our biggest vertical would be. Uh, say QSR franchises. Um, we've got a couple of hotel chains, uh, zoos, bowling alleys, um, yeah, religious institutions, um, and even nonprofits signing up really fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you, you're focused mainly on the Amazon Fire Stick lineup of products. W- what what's been the experience with those units? Um, the I get, we initially we had um, a device that we were selling for about $100. Um, but we thought in order for customers to really straight away get to uh, get the screens up and running without any issues, we need we need something that's uh, affordable and easy to access. So the Amazon Fire Stick was probably the only one uh, at that price point that they could. So we, we focused on creating an app for that uh, we all we're mm-hmm. also on and- android as well um so that really helped to uh, gain off the ground so is, does is the fire strike attractive obviously because of price points but also because it's familiar there's a huge distribution network to to to, to get one like you can get one the next day if you really need it yeah, that quickly yeah. 
uh, was that a big sort of determining factor? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have we looked into other other solutions, um, say the um, some an Android boxes or even Raspberry Pi, but um, they're not exactly um, easy to get hold of. Uh, so mm-hmm. we, we really focused on um, Fire Sticks. Yeah, you get into those uh, lesser-known Android products coming from Shenzhen and so on, and the the build can change from shipment to shipment. Absolutely, uh, that's what we found or, with our with our um, own made device. Should end users be nervous at all about deploying a com- consumer product for a commercial job with post booking? With, uh, um, with those fire sticks, like uh, if you talk to digital science veterans, they they talk about you know having high reliable industrial grade uh, you know very durable devices to put out in the field for QSR and so on versus uh, consumer devices that are not meant to be running twenty four seven. They're you know they're people use them for six hours in the evening or whatever the case may be, and therefore they're they're not appropriate for. Uh, commercial job yeah yeah i understand what you mean um so i've not seen a major problem with that um mainly because our um, predominant market is the um qsr so we've we've got a client with about 400 screens and uh, it's a restaurant franchise and mm-hmm. they use fire sticks and it's pretty much um plug in and and go really um but obviously in the future we do we do realize that we do need uh, a more robust hardware we we'll look uh, we're looking into um integrating with with brightsign and um chrome os in the future mm-hmm. which, which will which will really help with the enterprise clients i'm curious if uh the, the folks who are in the Amazon hardware team that uh, develop uh, Fire Sticks and that whole product line, are they aware of commercial uses of their product? And do, like, do are, are you ever in touch with them about, uh, you know, software releases and things? Yeah. So um, every time you make a release on the app, the, the I think compared to Google, they've got a more rigorous testing. So they'll test literally everything on your CMS, on the app, how it communicates, they'll make accounts. So they do have like a, a very good idea on what's going on. Um, and if anything goes wrong, they'll just straight away fail the app. They won't, they won't release the app for you. Oh, okay. So you, you, you're on, and I apologize for not knowing this, but you're on some sort of an app store or yes. that's how distribution is yeah. done? Yes, yes, it is, yeah. So you don't need to sideload the app. It's, uh, you can just oh, download okay. it straight away from the Amazon store. Ah, okay. And they, they do all the vetting there and uh, do their best to break it before they uh, approve it? <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. Okay. So what do you see evolving in this space? Like Web services have changed a lot even in the last three, four years. Are there things emerging that are going to make your life easier or open up new possibilities? Um, yeah. Uh, so there's, we were looking into like using sensors um, to, for, for like uh, more information on customers. So say 
um, we use like uh, sensors to identify how many how many how many users in your store something like that um, mm-hmm. and in the future we're looking at more enterprise level uh, features so say integrating with more apps uh, giving two-factor authentication with the with their accounts etc yeah but that's all stuff that uh, you as the uh, loan developer at the moment would have to do right yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's very much true. But twenty twenty three is uh, very exciting for us. We'll be looking at um, hiring hiring people. Yeah, How, uh, it, it's the two of you right now, right? That's correct. So we've got me and my co founder. We've also got um, uh, two freelancers that are working on the app side of things. And uh, it, by the sounds of it, it's all bootstrapped right now, right? That's correct. Um, we're pre capital privately funded, uh, not had any investment as of yet. Is that something you anticipate doing or is, is your great preference to just kind of do this on your own and see where it goes? No, uh, for sure. Um, if the right investment comes, then we'll definitely uh, look into it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, this was great. Uh, the, the one other curious question I have, and uh, it, it's completely out of left field, is are you a city <laughs> or a United guy or do you support another team? Uh, United, United for okay. sure. <laughs> I saw you went to the University of Salford, so I was I was curious if uh, you okay, supported yeah. the <laughs> Salford. Yeah, and uh, no, Salford's uh, in a lower league at the moment. Yeah, they're they're down three or four. That's the one that uh, some really of the really? X-Man U players. Yeah, own, right? yeah, yeah. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I. I for, for those people who are listening and wondering why we're talking about football, my apologies, but <laughs> I was curious. All right. Uh, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, that was uh, quite interesting. Thank you, Dave. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Uh, and I look forward to speaking with you in the future at some point. Absolutely. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.